Welcome back to another edition of Are You Future Ready? Sponsored by the Human Capital Service Center. I'm your host, Ron Haskell. Stopping by in this episode is Ms. Neely Page, who's the Chief of Staff, the Office of Management. Neely and I talked a lot about values and and when you control uh, the budget for the second largest department in the U.S. federal government. Values is obviously a important thing as you're a steward of the taxpayer dollar. We also talked a lot about change management and certain characteristics that uh, makes people flexible and, and, and ready for change and what they can do to be ready for change. And we even mixed in a Dr. Seuss quote. So if you're, into, if you're more looking at precise and measured ways for your personal development, I think you'll find uh, Neely's approach and, and her experience and her advice to be very helpful. So enjoy. Hello again, it's Ron Haskell, your host of this episode of Are You Future Ready? Sitting across the desk for me is Neely Page. She's the Chief of Staff with the Office of Management. Neely, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. Uh, so we're doing a lot of self-reflection and uh, talking about challenges and things like that of our, our paths. Uh, nobody seems to come to VA by accident or without wanting to take on a challenge. Uh, so if you could start off, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, where you're from, how do you end up at VA as uh, the chief of staff, the office of management? Okay, well, to, to start, um, I was a math major but um, bump. That uh, we started there. I guess it turned out um, now working with tons of auditors and accountants, but still uh, a different sheep, a different breed in that regard. But um, had had started out had an affinity for for, for numbers and um, kind of making things make sense in that arena, but had switched over and instead of going the defense contractor route and doing some ballistic missiles things, switched over and found um, kind of what ended up being a calling over in the Department of Defense side of the house as an operations research analyst. Um, and wow. then just really kind of hit some stride with um, figuring out how to use that familiarity and um, comfortability with numbers and applying it to making long-term resourcing decisions. So we did a lot of analysis of alternative cost-benefit analyses, looking at ROI, and just understanding the full life cycle cost of what um, DOD, it was PEO's TRI Program Executive Office for Simulation Training and Instrumentation, a lot of RDT and E money, wow. research and development <laughs> money back then, but um, you know, just kind of pioneering that space. Uh, and then ended up going back to school, working full-time, going to school full-time, wanted to do process optimization. I found that um, that was also this that natural next logical niche to go into that space and something that I thought would benefit government long term. Yeah. Kind of saw a future in that and um, now lo and behold have uh, two STEM degrees but have still kept with that fiscal accountability of taxpayer dollars as the kind of core theme of how um, I've taken on my career to date. After kind of graduating with that master's in industrial systems engineering, was looking for ways to apply it. Uh, I don't think it's 
strange to anyone for me to say that DOD is very mature in its processes, and uh, and this is a joke, but I was looking over <laughs> over the river, over at VA, and, and thinking that this was an opportunity to really have an impact and to be part of uh, a change management phenomenon, which I am um, thankful to say that I've gotten to witness today as VA has transformed the past four and a half years that I've been here. Um, but have uh, just kind of picked that route, looked at ways to bring, I originally came to VA looking to establish a programming process. Mm. So it was a five-year resource allocation, looking in those out years on ways we can um, make sound investment decisions. And have since just found my niche in office and management, and like you mentioned before, uh, have kind of evolved into a chief of staff role and um, trying to constantly find ways that we can improve the way we manage uh, the department's money. Nice. So from uh, ballistic missiles and all that, uh, you know, I joke that people come here for the challenge. So it seems like you know you saw an opportunity and and boom, jumped on it. Yes. Yeah. No. Timing is timing is everything. But it is um, the the challenge and the ability to influence change for the better. I think is what I value most about working for the Department of Veterans Affairs. Nice. Uh, so. You know, we talk a lot about uh, inspiration and motivation on this podcast, uh, why people come here. Um, a lot of times it's uh, people talk about emotions and, and other different things, but I guess sometimes it is numbers and processes. And uh, so, you know, is it, talk a little bit about that. Like, how does that inspire you? Or, or is it just like a, a personality driven thing? Or, or how does that work? I think I uh, mentioned it before the fiscal accountability aspect of taxpayer dollars. Um, currently, you know, reporting to the chief financial officer for the department, um, he he's in charge of some big bucks, yes, second largest yes. uh, department uh, in the federal government. But bringing that accountability, um, you know, motivation, trying to change the perception of what is a government employee, and bringing pride back to that civil service career field. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of the engineers and people I went to school with or you know just spent a lot of time with um, they don't necessarily uh, aspire to work in federal service right um, so trying to kind of just represent <laughs> my own hold my own in that space too and and let people know that there's a lot of responsibility and you can um, be responsible for a lot of um, aspects of that stewardship um, as an individual nice so uh, we also talk a lot about success. Uh, success is a sort of a broad thing. Uh, for some people, it's promotions. Some people, it's uh, flexibility in their job. Uh, some things, it's professional. Sometimes it has nothing to do with your profession. How, how do you define uh, success? Is it a professional thing, a personal thing? Is it neither? Is it both? What's success to you? Um, success is very personal, personal to me. Um, and I would like to think that my professional career has followed accordingly, but you know, work hard at work worth doing seems to be this mantra that um, when I am hitting a hard moment, I'm like, this is worth it. And, and then that actually is my um, main drive back to VA's mission and who we're here to serve and how we're benefiting veterans' lives. So um, if there's ever uh, Kind of that next echelon of, of motivation it, it ties back to the mission but um try to bring my best to the table and everything i do but my work is very important to me and um professional development has kind of flown accordingly i think that anyone can accomplish anything they set their mind to so try to 
practice what I preach in that regard. Right, so it seems like it's very values-based. Uh, yeah. You know, if, if values are stewardship of taxpayer dollars and, and uh, making sure the processes run smoothly and correctly uh, and, and to give the good name to civil service or bring it back to civil service. You know, what do you say to someone, you know, as far as trying to find those values? Is that something that's just naturally instilled in you? Is there some, some way to, you know, stick to those, that you should stick to them, or, or how does that work? I think that I, Dr. Seussman has said it best, you know, say what you mean <laughs> and mean what you say, and I think that kind of sense of authenticity and being genuine um, with yourself is, 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 I think, the first thing in helping um, leading a, a tried and true path. Um, to not falter. There's there's things that I, I, I think have come together and just like sync up when I just end up being me and accept that <laughs> and just roll with it. It isn't necessarily fitting the form of what other people think, but I think that aspect of being just true to form, um, putting my guard down on just this is my personality, this is what I like to do, this is the way I tackle problems. I think that has enabled my strengths to shine through, mm -hmm. and I guess in that regard is um, kind of my, my pattern there. And okay. <laughs> so let's talk about challenges. Okay. Uh, you know, it doesn't sound like you've uh, you know gone to the, the, the small challenges or anything like that. When you talk about ballistic missiles and DoD, obviously is, is a giant organization. VA is obviously a giant organization with different challenges. Um, are there any traits? Or, or, or personality traits or leadership things that help you overcome challenges? Are, any, are there any particular challenges that you, you would share and what you use to overcome those? Um, very blessed to be a naturally happy, positive person. So <laughs> I, I know I take that, I use that to my advantage a lot and um, that positivity I think gets me through a lot of those challenges. But um, specific to VA, uh, coming to this chief of staff role, I had a major staff turnover exercise. I really had to um, come to terms with just having to burn it down to build it back up, right? right. I'm thinking of it now as an ecosystem. <laughs> I don't know if Australia is coming to mind with those fires right now, but um, just to acknowledge that um, finding the right people for the right position at the right time it wasn't personal against uh, against the folks that kind of weren't fitting in the, in this moment that um, that was brought in as a change agent and mm -hmm. those kind of more objective things that we previously talked about like leaning on those and a positive outlook had helped get through um, and, and also remove some of the um, unnecessary emotion uh, some emotions very necessary right. as we go through transforming new teams and uh, altering the existing space that we're in but um, some of it unnecessary, but I found that the, those kind of pillars of um, kind of remaining very logical, rational, and then also very positive and outcome oriented. Uh, this is the objective in mind, and then helping people through it. But I had to go from kind of a complete 180 in the office that I inherited. <laughs> but I learned a lot about HR hiring practices right. along the way. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, including I had to do my first termination. That was very hard for wow. me. I yeah. never like. Uh, uh, going back to the success thing, I don't like disappointing myself, don't like disappointing others, and that was just like something that, you know, it just wasn't the right fit, but I had to kind of guide and lead someone through that, including myself. <laughs> uh, just kind of the, the hiring process and finding the right people for the job has been very difficult for me. Um, 
has been the hardest challenge I've faced at VA. And I think probably because it takes on a different skill set. If I was looking to uh, be behind a spreadsheet for forever, then right. <laughs> you know that that is very different than managing people. Right. Um, and had to come to a big fork in the road semi recently where I was deciding between that technical route versus that generalist route. I think the generalist route, you know, chief of staff is a very generalist category, sure, 301 yeah. series, right? Um, <laughs> but it's, I think it's one of the best choices I made because I've just had to learn by fire along the way and, and hone different skills that I wouldn't have naturally fallen into or had the, um, th those tough challenges to help me learn as quickly as possible. Yeah, you talk about the pillars, uh, you know, as far as change and all that. Along with those pillars, are there other traits or things? I mean, change is uh, the norm at VA these days. Uh, there's a lot of it going on. Uh, you know, are there, along with those pillars, are there traits or, or things that you, as a person, look for uh, as someone on your team or someone around you up here, uh, you know, to be ready for change? Yes, I, I also look for this in myself and try to hold myself to it, but look for people who, um, can be mindful about managing the things that are within their control and found that that kind of helps balancing it out. Like, it, you know, for me, it's, uh, you know, working out is important, the fitness aspect of life. I can control that schedule. I can control that aspect. Um, just even keeping places tidy, clean, you know, to, to offset the chaos, which is the unknowns right. that come through the office each and every day. Um, but do appreciate when people kind of try to self-bifurcate this is something I can influence and control. This is something I just have to uh, to roll with the punches on. Right. And that kind of sorting, categorization, I think helps level set um, and manage expectations for for how quickly, successfully, seamlessly we'll get through something. Yeah, it seems like if you if the things you can control are taken care of, then the things you can't control are it's just easier to focus on and and tackle. Um, so you talked a little bit about uh, reflecting on, ch on choices and things like that, uh, you know, to jump back into self-reflection. Uh, you know, do you, do you think there's a lot of value in looking at self-reflection and choices you made, or is it, do you just make the choice and then execute and, and to the best of your ability? I've kind of been that head down and execute and, uh, and recognize that I probably need to spend a little more time doing it, but one of the, the pillars is how to get to yes, and I, I think is, is our little mantra in the office and creative ways of, of tackling problems. And sometimes that does mean we take a self uh, pause and look back. Um, we look back at choices that we made, even if they're just choices in the office, but um, look back at root causes and what was a root cause that triggered me to make this choice. So sometimes I do ponder in that regard, but that's a, also a very uh, <laughs> math-oriented way of looking at things, the root cause analyses of the choices I made, like what triggered me in that moment, but um, definitely kind of a, a head down, move forward, no regrets type of yeah. vibe, but it's been a positive journey today, and even if it has been learning by fire hose, uh, scaling a vertical wall, I'm learning that uh, patience is everything, and it's more of a marathon, so I'm becoming a runner. A runner, there you go, <laughs> and, you, and, you, and you're in with the fitness. So you talk about patience, and uh, you know when you make a decision that sometimes it's good just to, you know, reflection is good, but sometimes you just gotta to go after it and, and tackle that 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 challenge ahead of you. Uh, is that the the best takeaway that people have on their personal development journey, or, is, or do you have other advice that that people can do? I think being true to themselves, trust their instinct, 
and always try to come to the table with something, uh, some value add to give, something to contribute. I think leaning in in that regard uh, helps keep people uh, on the edge of their seat looking for more and constantly bettering themselves. So, Awesome. Well, Neely, thank you for joining the podcast. Hey, that's all the time we have for this edition of Are You Future Ready? If you like what you heard in this interview, please take a moment to review and subscribe to the series on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Until next time, I'm Ron Haskell. Thank you for listening. Be well. Oh,